Hello, and welcome to the Preach Jesus podcast. I'm Greg Trainer, and along with my wife, Lydia, we would like to welcome you to the podcast. In today's podcast, we look at a message Lydia preached called Flowing in the Power of the Holy Spirit. This teaching was given at the Congress of the Holy Spirit in the Diocese of Fresno, California. We gave a series of teachings that focused on the power of the Holy Spirit in the life of a baptized believer. In fact, in our baptism, we receive the person of the Holy Spirit to dwell within our mortal bodies. We don't receive Him in any small way. We receive Him in the fullness of His power. We can see in the Word in several places. I'll read one of them from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? That's right. And this is one of the central themes of our preaching ministry. The baptized Christian is a temple of the, the Holy Spirit, a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of God. It will be the central theme of the preaching segments in this podcast in the months and years to come. As Catholics, many of us have an appreciation of the Eucharistic presence of Jesus in our churches, yet we live with no practical understanding of how our physical body is a temple of the Holy Spirit of God in the fullness of His power. In particular, this teaching will look at making a decision to open to a flow of the Holy Spirit's power in your life. The teaching will look at the wonderful things that can happen when you open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit first received in the church at Pentecost. Since the teaching session opens with a simple prayer, let's move ahead to the first part of the teaching. New and a deeper understanding of your word. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Just a moment, I'm going to ask Lydia to come. She's going to open the word for us about being a flowing temple of the Holy Spirit. When I was a young adult, I walked away from the Lord, lived a double-minded life, sort of half in the church and half in the world. And for a little while, I was single-minded just in the world. When I came back to the Lord, I asked him to send me someone to be my friend that I could walk with him with, someone I could read in the word with. I wasn't doing it, but I had a conviction that I should. And that's when he sent me Lydia. We started dating. We were out one time, and she looked at me, and she said, You know what, Greg? I see that you've loved Jesus for a long time, but you've tried to be a good Christian with your own power. And since we were boyfriend and girlfriend at this point, I didn't say the first thing which came to my mind, which to tell you the truth was this, duh. (laughs) And I think she knew the blank look on my face, so she said, no, when you were baptized, God filled you with the Holy Spirit, and he lives in you like living water, and if you open, he'll flow out of you like living water, he'll touch and change you and change the lives of many people. I thought, but she doesn't know what we're dealing with here. I didn't say anything, but she, d- she didn't have to. She knew the word. So she's going to teach us along these lines this morning. I want to ask you just to extend your hands to pray for her as she comes forward. Shani, 
Holy is the Lord. Lord, we just ask that you would speak through Lydia, that you would give us ears to hear, not just to have new and deeper understanding, but give us the courage to say yes and amen with our lives so we can go and live these things and put them into action. We ask, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning. I'd like you all to open up uh, your Bibles, if you brought your Bibles, to Luke chapter 26, starting with verse 46. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Now here, the disciples had already spent three years with Jesus Christ. They spent, they were in the the best, the finest formation program that could ever be. They just spent the three years in that. And what he told them is, wait and don't go out. They just had the best training ever. And he said, wait, don't go out until you receive the, the promise of my Father, which was the Holy Spirit. And it, this is echoed and echoed over in Acts chapter 1. Verses 3 to 5. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of my Father, about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And again, he's saying, wait. Wait for the promise of the Father that's soon going to be coming, which is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. So wait till you receive the power before you go out. And if you skip down to verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we're not supposed to depend on our own strength as Christians, but depend on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that we received in baptism. The Holy Spirit dwells in us as a living water. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us, it'll, he'll f flow like the living water. He'll transform us into more and more into his image. And we'll be able to, he'll flow so that we can, we'll be transformed. And in our transformation, we can transform those who are around us in the power of the Holy Spirit. The first lesson was, is that every Christian receives this indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in baptism. If you open up to Acts chapter 2, 
beginning with verse 1. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together, and suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. So there's an anointing of the Holy Spirit for every Christian. And Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning with verse 16, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So there's grace and the power of Pentecost is for every Christian. When I first, um, I'm going to share with you how when I first came to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, my uh, father traveled a lot, and my mom was, so we were at home with our mother, and my mother started going to some prayer meetings, and I asked her where she was going and what was this like, and she said, I don't know, but I want to tell you, it's very weird. <laughs> she said, don't get me wrong, I really like it, but it is very weird. And, well, now it kind of had my interest up. She kept going every week, and I thought, what is she going to? So I thought one day, I'm just going to go with her and see what, where she's going. So I went with her, and I thought the same thing. It was very weird. <laughs> I thought... The people that were there seemed to have a, a love for one another, which was, was a, you know, you don't always see around. There was a, a, a love of each other. And, but it was very weird. Uh, praying in tongues, just lifting up your hands. That was just too much demonstrative. It was for me. And, but I knew that there was a, a power there. I saw people being healed that you just didn't see anywhere else. And that really, really um, touched me. That brings us to the end of the first part of today's teaching. Now for a few brief messages. For more information about our ministry, PreachJesus.org, visit our website at www.PreachJesus.org. For more information about the podcast, including what podcast apps the podcast is available to be heard on, please visit www.PreachJesus.org forward slash podcast. You can also reach that page by clicking on the word podcast at the top of our ministry's homepage. This podcast is available free of charge to all who would like to listen. We're believing God for 300 partners to give $30 per month to the podcast and the ministry to continue to offer it for free to all. 
If you would like to join us as a partner for the podcast at any amount of a monthly gift, please visit the podcast webpage. You can also help us by praying for our work or by making a one-time donation. Again, more information is available on the podcast webpage, www.preachjesus.org forward slash podcast. This has been our full-time work since 1986. Any gift you send, no matter what size, is both needed and appreciated. And now, let's get back to the preaching of the second part of today's message. So I shared this with a friend, and so she said, okay, I'm going to come with you. And we both went through this. They have a seminar, and it's, um, so we went to the seminar. I think it's like six weeks, Baptism in the Spirit, Holy Spirit seminar, or Life in the Spirit seminar. And when it was finished, we kept going to the meetings. I had shared it with another friend that I had gone to grade school with, and we still were friends in, this was, I was in high school then when this, when this happened. I was like a junior in high school. And um, so I shared it with this other friend, so she said, oh, I'll go. And uh, she went with me, and on the, the night when they had the, the, they pray over you at the end, and with the night that they pray over you, prayed over us for the, this release of the Holy Spirit, she started laughing. She, and I was staying at her house at that time, that, that night. She laughed all through the rest of the meeting. She laughed all night long. The next day, she laughed. And I'm like, Tina, you know, I, I was thinking, you're like so irreverent. You're just, you know, it was not anything that I'd, you know, I just thought, how could she laugh at this, 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 special time and uh, because I was like total opposite I was weeping and it wasn't like weeping because I was sad it was a weeping of joy you know weeping like I felt the a touch of God in his presence and it was a just being in his presence made me weep it wasn't a sad thing it was a wonderful thing but she was laughing and I didn't understand that and I'm not going to go into that whole story but (laughs) Years later, you know, I'm not really sure, it could have been 15, 20 years later, when it happened to me, <laughs> I totally understood it, and totally understood because the laughter that, it wasn't about laughter, it's just about being in God's presence, and, and just being in his presence, and, and when he and he has different ways of, of reaching people, different ways of touching people, and, and that was just one of them. And you say, well, what happened after? The laughter, there's just no controlling it. You know, there's not like you can't cap it. It's, you can't, you know, it just flows. This And so um, I, I wasn't going to speak too much about, about that, but... Um, there was a transformation, a new joy that came with that. You know, it was a new, uh, an, an immense amount of love for Jesus, a renewed love, a renewed transformation, a renewed um, a renewed being. And 
we were in the Diocese of St. Augustine, Florida at that point when that, that had happened to me and I, I um, everybody, it was at a conference and everybody in at the conference, we all lived pretty far from each other and um, when we got on the phone to talk about, well, what happened, you know, as far as the, the joy, everybody still had the laughter but it was like you had such a, a fervor inside of you, like you couldn't spend more time worshiping the Lord, more time in his presence. It's all you wanted to be more and more and more in his presence. And that's what that, that joy was. Well, the, my mom had, going back to my mom, my mom had started going, then I started going, my dad, he started going. So anytime he came into a different city, anywhere in the world, he, they, at that point they had uh, booklets where it, there what you knew it gave day time and everything of where there was a prayer meeting that you could attend all over the world so if you were in a certain city you could look in your little booklet and it would say on Thursday night at seven o'clock over you know that there's a prayer meeting at that particular church and so he started going to, to prayer meetings throughout the the world and um, it just began to flow like a ripple just through our family The second lesson was that the Holy Spirit's going to help us in practical ways. And Jesus told the Samaritan woman at the well that the Holy Spirit would flow from the believer like a fountain or like a spring of living water. In John chapter 4, verses 13 to 14, Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst, and the water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The presence of God flowing out of us like living water will transform us and sustain us. When we were in Ghana, they taught us uh, this song, and the song is called Kept by the Power of God, and I'm going to share it with you and teach you. The words are real simple. The tune is real simple. Uh, the words are kept by the power of God, kept by the power of God, day by day, come what may, kept by the power of God. And it just has to do with, you know, I'm going to sing it and you join in when you catch the tune. Kept by the power of God, Kept by the power of God, day by day, come what may, kept by the power of God. Join with me. Kept by the power of God, kept by the power of God, day by day, come what may, kept by the power of God. Sing it again. Kept by the power of God, kept by the power of God, day by day, come what may, kept by the power of God. Once more, kept by the power of God, kept by the power of God, day by day, come what may, Kept by the power of God. 
It's a simple truth and he's going to sustain us. In Jeremiah 17, it says, He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. The third lesson, the power of Pentecost, is for today. Opening to the power of the Holy Spirit will make your life better in very practical ways. We'll look at praying in tongues. I think all Christians desire to have a prayer life, a better prayer life, to be able to pray more effectively. And God gives us this in this powerful, wonderful promise regarding prayer in 1 John. It's 1 John chapter 5, 14 to 15. And we have this confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in regard to whatever we ask, we know that what we have asked him for is ours. So it's simple and it's easy, but sometimes it's, it's difficult to know what God's will is. And the gift of praying in tongues helps us with this weakness. It's just the, the most perfect prayer because it's the Holy Spirit praying through us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit, too, comes to the aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because it intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. So when you're praying in tongues, you're praying the most perfect prayer because you're praying right according to God's will. Children can pray in tongues. Our children prayed before, they prayed in tongues before they could speak in English. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit is at prayer, but my mind contributes nothing. So even a small child can pray in tongues. I didn't think that was going to happen. Even my dad, when my dad was, was um, I thought I was fine. Even my father, the night before he died, we were with him in the hospital, and he couldn't say anything. 
But when we prayed in tongues, he could still pray in tongues. And he just joined us. Well, that brings us to the end of the second part of the teaching on allowing the Holy Spirit to flow in our life. The teaching showed us a practical view of how a fresh flow of Holy Spirit's power can help us in our Christian walk. It also gave us a practical view of the usefulness of the Holy Spirit gifts listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It is our hope that each person that is listening today will open their life to a fresh flow of the Holy Spirit's power. He resides within you from your baptism. He does not dwell within you in a weak or a partial way. The Holy Spirit resides within you in the fullness of His power. Make a decision today to allow the Holy Spirit to flow in power in your life. If you want to open your life to a fresh flow of Holy Spirit power, pray with me. Holy Spirit, Thank you for making your home inside of me. I open my life to a fresh flow of your power. Amen. Now, get ready for new blessings and power to flow in your life. Greg, will you close the podcast with a prayer, please? It's our hope that God does something good in your life today. Our promise for today's podcast comes from Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. We pray that your future is filled with hope and that this hope breaks forth in your life. Until next time, this is Greg and Lydia Trainer saying goodbye. Jesus loves you, and so do we.